Hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's indoor adventure. Uh, so I am I am very pleased to uh, to announce I got a new chair. It's Hi. so nice. Oh, oh, it's been so nice. I the previous setup that I had was causing me back problems, and uh, so now I can actually sit and stream for extended periods of time, which is very nice. Uh, second announcement that I want to postulate at the beginning is that our, our dear friend Cyberwolf will not be able uh, to join us next week as he is going to be stuck in layover slash connection hell trying to make your way from where back home? Uh, I'll be spending Labor Day weekend in Albany, so yeah. <gasps> Although That's you... only a few hours from me. It's true. You guys could both bus it like several hours to get dinner or something, which sounds <laughs> awful. Just, we can meet up at a convention or something maybe when yeah. I'm on the East Coast at all. Um, uh, but uh, since we will not have Cyberwolf next week, sadly, uh, we are, however, going to be uh, we are going to be getting a guest onto our show. We, it is our first guest. Uh, so, I hope you guys all treat, uh, our, a friend from the show, Tales of Swordfall, which is a podcast, uh, they release it on Anchor FM, that can also be found on a bunch of other podcasts, uh, we recently started posting our stuff for audio purposes online as well, uh, and over the last week I've been in talks with their showrunner, uh, about one of us doing a spot on their show, one of them doing a spot on our show, and we actually had an opening. So, uh, one of the friends that we rolled for Gwen is actually going to be joining us. I will leave it entirely up to LB to think of which one of the three possible friends it's going to be. Will it be Jingle Jangle or Dr. Schlieb? Who's to say? <laughs> Jingle Jangle and Dr. Schlieb. Jingle Jangle and Dr. Schlieb. Those are the three options. Uh, but yeah, so while while Blake is off doing uh, doing whoever knows what next week, uh, we will be joined by a guest. Uh, you can find this guest on Twitter at Very Random Butterfly. She goes by the name of Christy, and on the Swordfall podcast, she plays Ray Ann. Uh, I've been listening to the Swordfall podcast for a few weeks now. It's actually a really enjoyable show, so I would recommend going and checking that out. After, of course, you guys stick around for this show. Because, you know, why else would you come here if, if not for the advertisements to check out other people? Uh, but that is it for my start of the show announcements. Uh, so in case anybody has anything else, we can get right into it today. Uh, so first off, I need to pause the background audio so that way our chat is not getting spammed with music that they cannot hear. Uh, so where we left off last time, previously on the Indoor Adventures, uh, you guys decided that uh, you would take up yet another contract from the list of contracts that you had initially found within the Zesty Anchor, one of which being called Fishmen Must Pay. and must pay was underlined several times to really illustrate exactly how dire the situation was from the fishman's side, uh, or from the fisherman's side. 
he was offering 75 gold upon acceptance of this quest and then another 75 upon completion should you meet up with him and make your way to Echo Shore Cave outside of Shroudport, uh, a good hour's row north from where you guys were. Uh, you exited the town and just kind of had a, a, a little moment to yourself on the outside, kind of looking back down upon the town and, and all the places where you feel like you are going to go at some point. Gwen, knowing the surrounding area, led you all to a small fishing village just outside of the city's walls, where you met up with a human man uh, and a halfling boy named Earl. Uh, these two told you a little bit about what they were about in terms of uh, they would go out fishing and sometimes night fishing, and they have been attacked by fishmen on multiple occasions, ruining their boat twice, uh, causing the boy's uncle, a man by the name of Denny, uh, to become deceased while they were out fishing. It was a sad tale, and you have all vowed and sworn to rectify it. Uh, so without accepting the 75 gold from this man, you guys instead just took his boat and pushed off, setting out north towards where you thought you were, uh, or towards where you thought that the cave was. I was thinking about that earlier. You guys never accepted his money. He was too busy holding his hands in the water because Gwen got a little strong for his tastes. Didn't we also pay for the boat? Uh... <laughs> We paid five gold for the boat. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, Nets. Yeah. Uh, this definitely has first adventurers written all over it. Uh, but Gwen being Gwen and Corey together, both being stronger uh, than their appearances would really give them, rode like nobody's business all the way up to the cave entrance, uh, or at least where you thought it would be, based on the description that you were given. So you have now entered into this cave, uh, and it is later mid uh, later in the in the midday times. Uh, the sun is still in the air outside, but you have found a small uh, a small rise inside of the cave that uh, that you were able to actually push your boat out onto, so you could exit and kind of investigate around this general area. Uh, and also, Cory had switched from her autumn form to her spring form. Uh, so even though our picture and description shows that Cory has orange hair uh, and kind of a more auburn skin color, uh, it is very much uh, like, a, like a pastel pink and white. Mm-hmm. And people have noticed this. Yeah, the three of you have. This is a very recent change that's probably happened within the last 30 minutes or so. Mm -hmm. As uh, once you had gotten a decent speed heading out uh, on the boat, Corey did the George Washington pose on the tip of the boat, kind of soared outward, uh, onward style towards the cave that you were seeking. And that's kind of when the change took over. Okay. But you're still wearing, your outfit looks the same, just your... Mm -hmm. It's okay. just a palette swap. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's cool. too hard to too hard. I'm not gonna I'm not designing four different outfits for Coriander. <laughs> well, I'm just saying like from my eye level, like I didn't notice. Yeah. 
No, like you, you probably have like your well. How does rowing work? Oh, I'm bit. You bet. Go yeah, you backwards. Had, you had yeah. your back to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for sure. So we are exiting the boat in the cave. I believe so. Now you do see that this that this sandbar does extend out of the cave. You could have parked on the outside and walked in. Uh, but you guys decided to sail your boat directly into the cave mouth, as that seemed more cinematic as a finale for last week's episode, nice. and uh, and are are currently parked. You could back out and then like <laughs> row out of the cave to then repark and be like, you know what, we found better parking elsewhere. Mm-mm. That sounds like too much work. Indeed. So, so getting out of the boat. Uh, yeah, you guys can make a, uh, set of perception checks. Oh boy, using my new D&D Beyond sheet. Woo! Oh, Beyond. perception check. 18. Okay. Six. Uh, six. All right. So, 18, six, six, and what did you get, Calum? Uh... Seventeen. All right. So the eighteen and the seventeen. Uh, looking around, you guys, uh, like it takes a little bit for your eyes to kind of adjust to the darkness. You don't, uh, Blake. You don't have dark vision, uh, but uh, your eyes still kind of adjust to this low light, and you can see that there are um, that there are large, uh, like kind of rock faces, stalagmites, kind of coming up from the ground. Uh, off to uh, off to the right hand side of this uh, of this sandbar inside of the cave and you can see on the left hand side that there's some moss kind of growing on the inside of it as well uh, and same with you Caleb you notice this as well uh, being much being much more accustomed to seeing in the dark uh, you kind of spot this as well and the two of you notice that there are some crates that have kind of been like tucked behind the stalagmites as well. But Gwen and Corey, uh, you guys are currently more preoccupied on securing the boat, making sure that it doesn't float away because walking all that distance after all of this would kind of just be a pain. Mm -hmm. And so that is why you two did not notice uh, these crates behind the stalagmites or the moss kind of growing uh, on the Mm -hmm. side. No, pull, pull harder, pull harder. I'm harder? gonna start walking over to the, to the crates. Okay. All right. So yeah, you guys uh, go over and investigate while Gwen and Corey decide to check out all of, uh, or kind of just make sure the boat is is pulled in enough that it doesn't uh, come back out. And when you go over, you can see that these are very waterlogged wooden chests. Uh, Like, it's not like the driest wood by any means has been kept onto uh, in this small cave, as you're pretty sure that when the tide comes in, it would rise up and get anything that would be perishable by water inside of this box. Uh, And there are uh, there are three. Yeah, there are three crates that are stacked, two and then one on top. Gross. And the one on top does look drier. It doesn't have uh, a layer of mildew on the bottom of the boxes from just constantly being wet, uh, wetted by the tides. 
and your your voices do echo in this cave, and you're assuming that's probably how it got its name. So when I was like, gross, it goes, gross, gross, gross. <laughs> and it kind of just gets lost to the echoes of the waves that are coming in, because it's not a very expansive cave. Looking out, it probably looks like it would be about 60 feet across from where uh, the sandbar starts to the edge of the cave where it's just water. Alright, once we get the boat up on the shore to Gwen's liking, we'll walk over and see what's gross, I guess. Okay. What uh, is it? It's stacked up on each other. Kind of mildewy. Gross. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, what are these? Like, do fish people need crates? I don't know. Look in the crates. Okay. Uh, yeah, you guys can make investigation checks with these crates, and I'm guess I'm assuming that you are pulling the top one off to kind of get inside all three of these crates. Okay. <laughs> Blake, you're like I know my way around some crates. Let me tell you what. <laughs> all right. Regular Gordon Freeman. Oh yeah. <laughs> Eleven. Okay. I don't care. <laughs> I'm not looking. I'm not here to loot. I'm looking for fish people. Okay. Uh, and Corey, are you investigating as well, or is it just... Yeah, I got a nine. Okay, so Caleb and Corey, you guys are kind of... Uh, you're, you're pulling up the lid of one of these crates, and Corey, you know that you're strong enough that you could probably just tear this thing off one-handed... But you know that Calum is very new to this whole adventuring thing, and so you're trying to be like, here, if we lift together, then the lid can come off no problem whatsoever. And you're 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 helping him along, and he's kind of shooting you this glance like, yeah, I mean, like, I've opened a, a box before. Like, you're young, but you're not that young. Uh, and then, Blake, you go over, just one hand rends into the back of this waterlogged box, and you just rip it off without even a second care. Uh, and looking inside, you can see that there is a bunch of moldy hay uh, that looks like it has just gotten waterlogged and ruined the whole batch. Uh, but with your nat 20 peeking around inside, you can see that there are... Uh, there are about five uh, ornate daggers that are all just sort of tucked inside of this mildewed wheat uh, and packaging hay. But the daggers themselves look like they are they are a very fine make were it not for all of the grime kind of surrounding them. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, five of them? Yeah, you found five ornate daggers. What is it? Uh, some knives. Like nice knives or like... Pretty nice knives. Oh. Like good for stabbing or just pretty? Uh, probably good for stabbing, yeah. I reach up with my hand. Uh, I'll flip it around in my hand. Uh, does it cut me uh like is it supercharged it's i mean thankfully your hand has a bunch of scales on it but you're assuming that if you grabbed the blade with a fleshier hand then yes it probably would cause a decent bit of issue 
So grabbing it by the blade, uh, handing you the hilt. Sweet. I do a couple like practice stabs, and mm. then I tuck it in one of my pockets. Can okay. You, do you know, could you possibly infer the uh, origin of these knives? And I'll hand him another one. Who made them and where they come from? Well, if you give me a minute, I think I should be able to. Uh, yeah, I can cast Identify. Ooh. Interesting. So I will take the minute to cast it. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you take them, uh, you take out the, uh, components necessary in order to, in order to cast the spell when, normally when a wizard does it, you kind of need a pearl and some other, uh, some other gear in order to be able to divine a, a sense of what this magic is. But for you, because you're a cleric, uh, your magic doesn't exactly work the same way. Uh, so you know from your experiences that your shield kind of has the ability to display things for what they are. Uh, so you just more tilt your shield, cast your spell, and the reflection that is uh, from the shield into one of these daggers, um, you would know that if it was magical, you would see the re you would see that magical reflection within the shield itself. Uh, but these are just giving off a regular kind of vibe. They don't seem to be any kind of magical, um, any kind of magic item. Uh, just looks like they're really ornate daggers. Hmm. Really nice daggers. Hmm. Still good for stabbing. Hmm. Uh, what's further down the cave? Uh, so further down the cave, you see, uh, and you've, you kind of checked this out while uh, Kalem was doing his identification ritual. Uh, but looking along the right-hand wall as it curves forward, mm -hmm. you can see that there is a, a deep curve um, that goes into the wall uh, from where the sandbar is a good 15 feet uh, before hitting another stone wall. And then that wraps around as well, and you can see that there is a a kind of moss growing up the side of uh, the side of the cave itself, just stemming from uh, stemming from what you would assume to be a a leaky natural roof, in the same way that stalag uh, that stalagmites form. Mm -hmm. It kind of just looks like something from the top leaked down that had some sediment in it and then started growing moss along the side. And you've seen this in other caves, and you would have that kind of pointed out to you during your time abroad. Okay. Um, no lights down? Is there, like, just one tunnel or two? Uh, it it just seems like a, like a cave. There doesn't seem to be a tunnel that leads one way or another. It's more of just oh. this packed area. Oh, so there's no, like, we're in the area, we can't go any farther sort of thing? Uh, you can make a perception or investigation check if you want to try and look for more options within this area. Perception. Okay. Six. All right, so... Uh, <laughs> the moss is gross. <laughs> yeah, the moss is... You know you probably can't eat that. And that's about the that's about the extent of it, like... You put your hand on it and you, like you just kind of get this green like 
I don't want to use the phrase green slime because in D&D that's very different. That's like acid corrosion. No, this is like, <laughs> I'm a, like, this is me recalling a memory from when I would swim in a creek with my family and there's just like this green slimy moss that grew on yeah, rocks. Yeah. Like that kind of green slime. Not the, oh my God, my fingers are burning off kind of green right, slime. Right, right, right. Uh, I'm going to walk back to the group and I'm going to pat Caleb on the, I guess, lower back and uh, wipe my hand on him and just say, what, what, you're doing great, buddy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> so there's some, uh, some, some gross moss over there. And uh, I mean, that's all I found. So I kind of got distracted, I think. So long as it isn't dangerous, I don't think it'll be a problem. Well, uh, we'll find out. <laughs> why not? I'll inspect, inspect the moss. Okay. Uh, so make a investigation check, because you're kind of... I have an arborist kit. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> an award-winning arborist's kit, mind you. <laughs> I also, uh, I counted, and he only said it four times. Okay. It just seemed like a lot more. Uh, so, investigation? <laughs> yes. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Ten. Okay, so with your ten, uh, you're kind of poking around. Uh, you bring your hand, like, you're, you're using the more, like, claw nail on your fingers to kind of just, like, scrape at the moss rather than touching it because... Like, it just kind of looked like it stained on the back of Calum from what Gwen did. Uh, but you aren't really finding a whole lot on this wall. However, I would like all of you to make a set of perception checks. Jesus. That is a 21 from me. Okay. 18. I saw nothing. Okay, so... <laughs> These are all different dice, by the way. We're going to have... <laughs> I'm gonna do a roll off here. <laughs> okay, so everyone except Gwen uh, starts to hear a a sound that uh, that kind of sounds like and then uh, a little bit of giggling as that sound continues and turning around. Uh, Gwen is the only one who doesn't notice this because they seem to be wiping green onto their pant leg from what they couldn't get onto Calum's back. Um, but the three of you actually see uh, two green-skinned uh, elven figures uh, in the water, kind of pulling your your boat back out from the sandbar. Hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. Hello. Um, and they're giggling to themselves. <laughs> all right. Um, they step over there. Um, and like, how how far can I face step? All the way over there? Or? You could go You could go into the boat. You could go right next to the boat in front of them. I'll go into the boat. Okay. Just be like, hello. Oh. They, um, they don't really, they, they don't seem to be able to uh, speak Elven back at you. Oh. Um, Kaylin, they don't speak Elven. Um... Can I understand? Is it anything we speak, or...? Um, what languages do you speak? Celestial, common, draconic, elvish, sylvan, and undercommon. I'll try. I'll try sylvan. They Carmen, just... giant halfling. Okay. What about you, Blake? <laughs> uh, I had 
abyssal and infernal to that. They are speaking a language that you all collectively do not speak. Oh no! Oh yeah. uh, what will I do? Tongues? <laughs> not at this level, chump. <laughs> uh, so roll a. You guys could make a perception check or a insight check uh, to kind of get a to get a better read on this. What you might, uh, what they might be talking. Insight or history, depending on which is higher for you. Natural twenty. Oh. Woo! Okay. Sixteen. Okay. Nope. Just no? That's a good number. That's a seven. Okay. What about you, Corey? That's a 15. Okay. So once again, uh, everyone except Gwen, uh, you all have heard about, um, about elves of different species and their, their kind of common tongue. Uh, you know that, for example, some drow or most drow, if not all, speak under common as they live below the ground. Uh, but you know that a lot of the elven pronunciations require there to be air in your lungs uh, to actually make sounds. So most aquatic elves actually speak aquan. So if any of you had spoken primordial, uh, possibly would have gone over better. But uh, they are currently just making... They're making noises at you that sound uh, that sound like bubbles coming to the surface almost. And at one point, one of them like puts their head under the water, and the and the the language that they bring out is a lot smoother versus this kind of harsh sound that they seem to have been making before. Um, I'm gonna get on over there and kind of brandish my weapon. Yep. And Corey's just kind of talking, like, really placatingly towards them. Just sort of like, <laughs> terribly sorry, but you can't have our boat. It's, um, we kind of need it to get back to where we're going. And, like, you know, like, e even though they don't know what she's saying, she's just kind of, you know, she's talking to them. Would you like, like they to understand her. Would you like to roll a performance check to try and be more bottle uh have more body talking and and be more yeah, communicative that way? Hey. It's looking good. Didn't that guy say that he... 18. Okay. Um let's see if they get your drift. It probably will. Uh, so the one that's underwater, uh, looks up at you and then just swims, uh, deeper down, uh, into the water, whereas the other one just kind of smiles nicely back at you and just mm -hmm. hand up, just... What are they saying, Cory? Um, I don't know, but we're having a rather nice conversation. Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yes, me too. Didn't that human guy say that these guys can bargained with him at some point, or was that just me hmm. going slightly insane? I mean, it could be that there's one that can speak our language, but... I'm gonna hmm. point my axe at the one that's left and say, Take us to your leader! <laughs> uh, make a... Intimidation? I want to say intimidation on this. It's it's gonna try and roll insight. Seven. 
Oh no. Uh, they're rebelling. So it it looks at you and then just tilts its head back and just <laughs> Just kind of Did laughing. Just laugh at me? He he seems very jovial at you pointing uh pointing uh your axe at it. And you see it pull out a trident and point it at you and just and seems to be impersonating you, uh, threatening it. Uh, Gwen starts to get fire in her eyes, so if anyone would like to tell her to stop, otherwise she's definitely gonna. Gwen, Gwen, Gwen. Hey, hey! What does this, uh, sea elf look like? Like, child, adult? Uh, it looks like a adult in terms of age. Uh, it does not seem to be, um... It seems to be younger in terms of adult. Like, it's hard to tell most of the time with elves. Like, are you, like, 25 or 330? Like, it's there's a pretty there's a pretty hard range to guess, but you would guess that these are still more of the of the juvenile uh stage of sea elf. Right. Gender? Uh it is a male and a female. Although with their, it you can only really tell based on the uh, based on the armaments that they have on. Whereas one of them is wearing a is kind of wearing like a a top concealing shirt, uh, made of what looks like seaweed. The other one is just wearing pants, not like full pants, but like kind of like a, a seaweed loincloth to kind of, to more just like cover oneself. Is there any among you who who speaks our language? I would very much like to converse. And it doesn't really know. Uh, it's still having a hard time kind of processing what it's getting from your tones. Um, and it, uh, you see it kind of like reach out onto the onto a dry part of the sandbar, uh, and it tries to draw a thing for you. Um, and you see it draw a what looks like a little half circle on the bottom, and then three small, uh, like kind of pointy bits up top. Uh, and you can make an insight check on this guy's this this creature's poor drawing. Uh, you think it could be a mountainside. If anybody else would like to roll an insight on this, on this, uh, what looks like small drawing. Like, I'll, I'll just point up at the rocks and be like, is it a mountain? 19. A mountainside? Dirty 20. Okay. Well, the one and then a two. <laughs> All right, so uh, the 19 and the dirty 20, uh, you would both think uh, that this is a symbol of a crown of some sort, like it might be referring to a leader just as a general sign. Um, and it nice. then it then circles the the crown a few times and then um, then looks at you and just, I, I'd like to point to myself and then point down to the crown. <laughs> it looks back up at you. And then, like, 
I don't know, pantomime talking? Uh, make a performance check. Right. Do elves have monarchies? Uh, yes, they do. Hey! Minus one, I huh. think. Oh, no, plus one. 18. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so it... Uh, it looks at the... The four of you. And it, uh, you see it then dive under the water after it nods agreeingly with you. Okay, bye. What just happened? I hope we got an audience with whatever that is, pointing down to the symbol drawn in the sand. We don't have to, like, go down there, do we? Oh, I can't swim. I can't swim either. Low five? <laughs> wait, 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 you're above me. Oh. <laughs> For all you podcast listeners, they just high five from different time zones. <laughs> wait, you. Gwen, you, you really can't swim. in a port city. Yeah, I don't go out in the water. I, I just, I find that very concerning, Gwen. It's not like you can touch the bottom in most areas. Okay, that's kind of rude, but also true, <laughs> so I'll let it slide. But, I mean, like, I can float. I just can't, like, move. Okay, floating's a good start. We'll, you we'll, just we'll... go on your back. Yeah, yes. And you don't panic. Step one, don't panic. That's fine, we'll do the beach episode in a couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> what? I, I will teach you both how to swim. Uh, no, I'm good. I don't need to know how. You shouldn't know, should Gwen. I think I'm I have a book about swimming. <laughs> I read a book about swimming. Alright, you have homework. Read your book. <laughs> uh, and after you guys have this little exchange back and forth, you see uh, the same the same aquatic elf uh, that you saw before emerge uh, next to the back wall, look at you, and then motion for you guys to come with it. Oh, hi. Do they have legs? Okay. I mean, you saw them with legs. It just doesn't look like it wants to get out of the water. Right, right, right. Okay. Right. Uh, yeah. Along the water and go over towards it. About how long has it been gone? It was gone maybe, uh, it was gone maybe, it was gone maybe like a minute, minute and a half. Two minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't swim, but maybe can you hold your breath? Uh, have you seen how much I talk? <laughs> Fair point. But, um, I mean, okay. I can try. Should I do it now? I'll just, uh, <laughs> I just start climbing on Blake and like, get up on his back. Yeah, and, like, watch, the, watch the crossbow. Right, right. Uh, it's not showing up. Okay. <laughs> you keep your crossbow loaded at all times. <laughs> well, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> you, 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 you never know. Jing. Oh, when shit. you might need it. <laughs> Got the safety on old Betsy. <laughs> it's only one thing that can stop a bad guy with a crossbow. It's another. It's another guy with a crossbow. Clearly. Oh, uh, well, <laughs> or. Like, pretty much like anything in D&D. Like, a shield spell stops it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like level um, one magic. And I'll jump in the water with uh, Gwen on my back. Oh, God! <laughs> okay. 
I hold on very tightly. Okay, sounds good. I, I, armor, it's heavy and... <laughs> Corey? Just stay out of the water, we'll be fine. Okay. Corey says, walking over to the sea elf. Okay. Uh, yeah, so you guys walk over to the sea elf, and Blake, you're just in the water, kind of paddling forward. <laughs> yo, 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 uh, you guys can see that there is a small pool, like, there's like a, a water film of grime kind of following Gwen. Ah. <laughs> so, it, so gross. Uh, yeah, so you... You, uh, like, it proceeds for you to follow, and then you see it dive under. And then it's kind of just, like, waiting for you under the water, like, motioning again, like, this way, this way. Do any of you spellcasters have anything for this situation? Hold your breath. I've got soap. (laughs) All right, let's hope we don't die. Blake, (laughs) I trust you. (laughs) Do this. Coriander jumps in. Uh... Cam just like looks around and goes, uh, takes a step forward and face plants <laughs> into the water. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys go into the water uh, and... Oh no, my books. <laughs> oh no, your books! <laughs> can you I just look- leave my bag? Yeah, you can leave yeah. whatever valuables you want on, on land. Uh, you do know, however, that the tide does tend to come into this cave, as was apparent with the kind of- in the boat. (laughs) In the boat. Got it. I I imagine that Caitlin, like, you know, almost gets into the water and goes, ah, my books! And he, like, (laughs) almost puts it down on the ground and he goes, ah, the tide! And then he runs over and throws them in the boat and then jumps in the water. (laughs) The only thing I have is a tinderbox that I would leave behind, but I don't know if I would even think about that, so- that's fair all right so yeah you guys all get into the water and i would like for you all to make constitution checks as you begin swimming this will be great wait no that's a d12 let's not do that oh not bad eight 15 just straight constitution (laughs) Mm -hmm. i don't know which one to pick all right 18 okay fuck me red dice critical roll dice come on (laughs) I mean, it's an 11. Uh, okay, so we have an 11, a 15 from Corey. Blake, what did you get? Eight. I said 18. Eight? I said 15. Okay, 18, 15, 8, and 11. So um, as you're swimming, Blake, it's actually very diff. Like, you weren't necessarily, like, dry. Gwen really doesn't weigh very much, but apparently once uh once she gets waterlogged, it's very it's a much different story for like trying to swim through this water. Uh and you guys get maybe uh about 20 feet down and you uh like you just kind of get jostled a little bit and a big bubble of air escapes out of your throat. Um and then you guys are all just swimming down and you can see this cave entrance. Um, and you swim, uh, you continue swimming and Blake, you don't feel like you have very much air. Uh, like you have air left in your lungs, maybe not enough for uh, for the entire swim that you think of. Um, 
are you willing to risk it or do you want to go back up, get air, and then come back down? Because you're still not at the cave yet. I'll risk it. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you guys uh, continue onward and you swim uh, a good 15 feet and you get into the cave. Um, and that is... Uh, you swim for a little bit and you see the elf turn around and smile very sweetly at you. Um, just like their teeth kind of like reflecting from uh, from the fluorescence in the water to kind of just show this smile uh, under the water. But then uh, you see them all look at the look at the four of you and nod. And then it looks past behind you and it nods again. Uh, and then you see its lips start to recede as its teeth become sharper and sharper. Uh, its hair kind of fades away and you can just see this green pale skull with a fin sprouting from the center that goes all the way down the back and its eyes become just this jet black, uh, as it looks at you and begins swimming towards you. So I would like for you guys to roll initiative. This is the last time I ever trust anyone. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, let me get a note sheet here. What what is wrong with you dice? What is Oh god. You go away. You go away. You stay away. Alright guys, from now on, whenever Indoor introduces any new characters, we just attack on sight. I wanted to! I don't encourage being murder hobos, but I'm just saying, sometimes... more smoothly. I am not equipped to be distrustful right now, I'm pink mode, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would also like to say, before combat starts, thank you... To uh, Servanity Servan 2K and Arprovice 64 for the follows. You guys are great. Thank you. So thank you as you guys get to enjoy this fun underwater combat session that our level two party no, has found themselves the in. underwater level. <laughs> hey man, at least I'm being kind enough to get it out of the way now. In a way, you should thank me. <laughs> Just in time for one of us to drown. All right. I got you. Don't worry. Why could you do this at a later level where I have, like... All right. The sonic music. All right. So we have Corey, Kalen, Gwen, and Blake. Corey, you got a 12. Yep. Kalen, what'd you get? I got an 11. Okay. Gwen, what'd you get? Seven. I'm sorry. Uh I think that it's N minus one dex. Ah, yes. Blake, what did you get? Okay. I, ro I rolled a yeah. five. I forgot my initiative is plus three. <laughs> so unaware. Unprepared. Okay. So. I made a mistake. Combat before. Is there anything that I should know right off the bat? Well, yeah. you're currently okay. holding your breath. Uh, yeah. uh, and are about 20 feet from the surface. Uh, without a successful athletics check, you will be moving at half speed. So it will take you a little bit to get up to the surface. Other than that, uh, combat in three dimensions. So if you want to swim up and then down to attack somebody or sink lower and then get somebody from there, 
totally viable options. Uh, but again, you do have kind of a, a breath meter. Corey, you were fine with the amount of breath that you had. Gwen, uh, your air is kind of burning a little bit still in your chest and wanting to scream at the uh, <laughs> at what this thing turned into in front of your eyes uh, certainly does not help either. Mm-hmm. Uh, Blake, this is... In a way, this isn't what you trained for at all, but in a way was totally what you trained for the whole time. (laughs) Uh, Which was to expect the unexpected. So, uh, what was your guys' swimming order? I know that Corey and Blake, or no, it was Blake and Gwen who were in the front as you guys were trying to swim more, and then it was Caleb and Corey that were uh, behind. Yeah. Uh, so you guys were in a, a, a triangle style formulation. Yeah. Corey would have had to wait for uh, Kalen, particularly if he's not swimming. Yep. Not swimming very well. This is not, this is not a good setup. Okay, we're fine. Everything was great. Yes. Welcome to Echo Shore Cave. Um, so the uh, you, Corey, uh, feel a, a rush of water from behind you. Uh, as you feel a, a weapon, uh, starting to come down towards you. And you are assuming it is probably a trident that this dude had. Uh, but you, like, feeling the way that the water is moving, you kind of just turn out of the way enough that your body is, uh, completely missed, uh, by this attack. Uh, however, this guy, uh, this other creature, had been swimming towards you uh, when he attempted to sp- uh, when he attempted to spear you. But he, uh, because he got close enough to you, he's actually also going to be taking a bite attack against you uh, with this kind of uh, retracted, uh, retracted gums, sharp teeth, bite. He got a crit, so oh. I'm assuming that beats your armor class. Um, well, 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 probably, yes. Okay. What, what is yes, this? if it's a crit, then yeah. Yes. Uh, you take six points of piercing damage as this guy just bites into the top of your shoulder, uh, and you start seeing the, uh, what Blake would recognize as the familial red of blood, uh, then beginning to, uh, kind of come out into, into the water. Blood in the water. Okay, next up. Uh, so, with your blood fresh in the water, you know that there are many predators of the ocean. Uh, and that is when you get uh, another creature swimming up very quickly at you that goes to bite you in the leg. And you can make out a very uh, a, a sizable dorsal fin on its back. Uh, as this uh, reef shark attempts to bite out at your leg. So I need to remember to add notes to a lot of other things because I totally forgot to include it uh, in this one. I have the other things in my book written down with notes. Uh, But seeing this thing, you manage to kind of just kick your boot out and right as it's about to bite you, you just hit it right in the snub of its nose, pushing it back. Uh, and it does. It is not able to land a bite against you. Next up is going to be Corey. Okay. Um. So I just got attacked by a reef shark. Um, yes. 
while it's still reeling from getting kicked in the nose, I'm going to try and stab it. Okay. So, nah. It's not bad. Um, where it is? Sorry, I'm, I'm navigating a new uh, who's a what's it thingamajig. Sure, Character sure. Sheet. Ah! Fiendy Beyond. Okay. Um, that is a 19. Okay, 19 totally hits, and you're hitting the Reef Shark, yeah? Yeah. Alrighty. Alright, die, please. <laughs> um, 10 piercing damage, or slashing damage. Okay. So, it does not like the slashies that you have, that you have dealt out to it. It is used to smelling other things' blood. Uh, not necessarily its own. Uh, but you see it kind of uh, rear back in the way that a fish underwater would if you slashed it with a sword. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen that happen, but I'm assuming it would reel back. Uh, and so it kind of like pops up and, and uh, it's it's still in your five foot square, but it's trying to uh, wriggle a little bit more vigorously uh, as as you have heard it quite, quite well. Uh, so next up is Calum, unless Corey has a bonus action. Uh, unfortunately, no. Okay. Caleb. Uh, shoot. Okay. How far am I from Quarry? Because I will want to try to swim over and spear the shark. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Oh, I want equipment. That's what I want. Okay. <laughs> Listen here, folks. I'm navigating a new sheet as well. It's the same one. Shut up. Uh, that's not bad. Um, 14? Okay, so a 14. Uh, what are you trying to hit? The sharky shark. The shark? Yeah, 14 hits. Cool. Um, 1d6 plus 1. 7 points of piercing. Oh my. It is, it is in a very bad way. Uh, but it still seems to be, uh, just like floundering around uh, a little bit, doing better. Um, not doing as well, I would say. It's not doing very well at all, as you have stabbed it and slashed it uh, within an inch of his life. From hell's heart, I stab at thee. Uh, and when you extend your arm outward, that is when you see a second shark try and bite at your arm. Okay. <laughs> Uh, unless you have a bonus action, as it would go directly beneath you. No, I do not. Okay. 15, by the way. Uh, yeah, so it gets you with a, uh, 22 to hit. All right, and then it does a bite. It do a bite. Uh, and you are going to take four points of piercing damage as this shark bites into your arm uh, as you go to stab and defend your friend as you have several times prior. Uh, so, uh, next up is going to be Blake. And Blake, you feel like you have maybe, with everything that's going on, probably two more rounds underwater that you could spend before you have to go back up to the surface. Do what you gotta do, bruh. So I have a couple of physics questions. Sure. <laughs> In a world of magic and fantasy, present to me your physics. Um, a wizard did it. Number, number one, uh, can 
blood right at the flame activate underwater yes is a magical two, flame uh morton Cannon's three laws of motion um <laughs> if i shoot a crossbow or throw a gwen uh would i be propelled in the opposite direction uh so because of the weight being thrown and the amount of motion that you would need to actually send off you would maybe get moved back all of five feet uh for both gwen and the crossbow uh the crossbow it would more send because it's not a central point where you would be firing from unless you tried to like really center it in against your gut if you shoulder mounted it like you normally do, you would just kind of go spinning underwater and be righted upside down. Ooh. Same thing so with Gwen, where you, if you throw with an overhand throw versus if you try and do a, a much more centered push away, uh, you are going to be more going upside down as the uh, you don't have a very you, your center of gravity is just you underwater and third question acid and water acid does get diluted but for the purposes of a dragon breath i would say that that has been infused with elemental energy because of your your innate draconic heritage uh that it would only get uh, it would only diffuse after uh after the initial spray all right, how many of these fuckers are within a 30-foot line? <laughs> uh, so you see that you could probably get two of them in a 30-foot line. You, yeah, just two of them. Uh, you would be able to get uh, one of the fishmen and a shark, but there is no way to get all uh, both of the sharks and the, uh, and the other fishmen unless you swam in front of the fishmen, uh, fish person that was leading you onwards. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you make a make another Constitution check. Oh. Nine. Okay. Uh, so you are going to be moving at about half speed for mm. for this. So you won't. Uh, you get right up next to them, but you aren't able to actually swim around them as the air that you have still managed to keep in your lungs is just burning to the point of wanting to wanting to be released wanting to come out Ooh, i made a bad decision because uh, this is my breath anyway i need deck saves from all of them okay uh so yeah three of them are going to take deck saves um what is the ac to beat or is the save dc why don't you tell me what they rolled uh 12. they got a they got a 12 a 14 and a 9 Okay, uh, so uh, one of them is going to take nine points of damage. The other ones will take four. Okay, uh, so the shark that was already damaged, like it got slashed, it got stabbed, and then you just see this acid slow moving through salt water just splash onto its face, and it just... <laughs> and stops. Sharks don't make that noise, I'm assuming, but for the... For the veil of fantasy, we're going to assume that it does. Uh, so it was eight points on an unsuccess. Uh, four points on an un unsuccess. Ah, gotcha, gotcha. All right, so... Ba -ba. 
So two, yeah, because if it meets AC, then it passes, right? Right. Okay, yeah, so uh, you see two of them kind of get out of the way as uh, as this line just destroys that one shark that had been uh, previously, previously in, in a very bad way is now floating belly up. Uh, and you just see it start gen- uh, gently heading towards the surface. Uh, how quickly did them react to uh, the blood? Uh, they, you're thinking that they might have been here previously. It might have even been when the uh, when the second of these sea elf looking mothers uh, decided that they were going to uh, depart from your guys's group. Like this might have been a plan all along. For my bonus action, I'm going to cut my hand. Okay. And light my crossbow on fire. Okay. Um. So you used your action to vomit. Mm-hmm. Bonus action to ignite crossbow. Mm-hmm. And, and then my movement. And then movement. Okay. So you're gearing up to fire your crossbow. Cool. Got it. Okay. So next up, uh, another point of contention. Gwen, are you still hanging on to Blake's back as he's just been swimming through this? Yes. Okay, so you are next to uh, one of these underwater elven creatures. What okay. would you like to do? Um, I had a plan. You have your crossbow in your hand. Mm-hmm. And you just uh, see this magical fire kind of like bubbling and steaming off of the end of it. I kind of look at him. Can I tell that he's like struggling? Uh, make an insight check. Okay. Because you're also not doing the best. You two are the ones who did not do the greatest. Yeah, I got a natural 20 on that. So. Yeah, you know he is not doing very well. I am okay. joking. It is bad. I'm going to grab a crossbow bolt from his bag um, and wrap my rope around it. And then like just like put it in the thing. I don't know how to load a crossbow, but I'm going to like put it in the front. And I'm going to motion to him like... Like, I'm going to, I'm going to pull us up. Get us the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, and then I would like to rage. Okay. And I don't know if that, what my actions have been done. So you, I would like for you to make a sleight of hand check to quickly tie a rope onto a crossbow bolt while underwater riding the back of a black dragonborn. Easy. <laughs> That's a Monday. Yeah, right? Oh, it's a Monday. Of hand. It's a three. It's a three! So you go to, like, reach in your bag, but it's, like, that... The, the, the difficult part of, of trying to act quickly underwater is that there is a lot of... A, a lot of resistance, yeah. So, yeah. like, you go and you grab it, and as you go to, like, pull it out to quickly tie it, like... You pull it out and it just sort like it doesn't move to the spot that you thought it was originally going to. So now yeah. you just have this rope kind of floating in front of you, uh, okay. and you you're still making uh, the gestures to uh, to Blake like rope us the fuck out of here. Uh, but there is uh, there was not a successful attempt to tie a rope onto the crossbow bolt. Okay, do I have an action? Or was that Your action was uh, attempting to tie uh, tie the knot onto the crossbow bolt. Okay, then I won't rage because I can't 
do that yet. Okay. I'm not gonna attack. So no rage. Uh, no rage. Um, I don't know if there's anything else that I can do. Um, I don't think that's it. Okay. Uh, so then at the bottom of the round is the last of these, of these fishy faced liars, uh, as he goes to try and, uh, to stab out at Blake, uh, as you have just ignited fire underwater and it is just looking very quizzically and confused at you. Oh, I guess, oh. Uh, it does not, it does not do uh, a good hit against you and... You see it kind of get frustrated, then swipe out at you with claws. Uh, does a 14 hit? It does not. All right, so its claws go to rake up against you, and you just bring your arm up kind of against it. And before its claws can can connect uh, across your neck where it wanted to, you just bat it out of the way uh, with your arm. Kind of like, I mean, you're not very accustomed to moving underwater, but you're doing a pretty good job of it. Uh, so the next up is the other fish person, uh, who is currently battling it out against Coriander and Calum. Uh, more at Coriander, but Calum also just stabbed one of its pets, and it's not feeling, uh, very particularly great about that. So he is going to get a 13 to hit against you, Calum? No. All right, so 13 doesn't hit, and then he is also going to claw out at you and get an 11. So both of his attacks miss. Next up is Coriander. All right, um, is that, that shark gone? Yes, uh, there, are, there were two sharks. One of them is just belly up floating towards the surface. Right, okay. Um, and the sea elf is um, still still here. Yes, there is okay. one next to Blake and Gwen, uh, and then the other one is next to you and Calum. All right. Um, trying to think of what the best way to go about this is. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just attack the sea elf. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Okay. That's going to be a 13. Uh, a 13 just hits. Oh, good. Oh, max damage. Ooh. Okay. Uh, 12 slashing damage. Dang. Did you bite me? You bite me? <laughs> he regrets his decision to do a bite. That is, that is a fact. Ah. All right. Uh... He, yeah, you know, he is not doing the best. Uh, do you have a bonus action that you would like to do? Uh, let's see. Oh. Smite, 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 smite. Yeah, I'm going to smite. <laughs> I've, got, I've, I've got smite now, don't I? Yeah, you do have smite. So, because we're new at smiting, uh, as we have just recently became level 2, if you would like to add that smite on to your last attack that you did. I would love to do that, yes. actually. I will totally yeah. let this happen. I, I mean, I also have a thunderous smite prepared, which I, I could do as a bonus action okay. if we needed to. Yeah. But um, I'll just I, do I don't want thunderous smite to go off underwater. Yeah, probably not the best. 
best idea. It's right. thunder's different than lightning. I mean, but come sound on. and water reverberates and then fucks up your body. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. All right, I, uh, I smite. Okay. Which is good. Shoot, that's two d eight. Oh, bitch. <laughs> you don't fuck with smite damage. Don't. Ooh. Okay. That roll sounded um, ominous. Eleven slash. Uh, well, it's not slashing. Eleven radiant damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so twist your twist your own fate. How do you how do you spin this? Um, I don't think she necessarily wants to kill him, but I don't know if that's a choice here. Um, it, there's just a a bright bright light underwater, and um, it, it's like a silent explosion, and um, he goes belly up, like when, when like the the light you know, the stars stop twinkling in everybody's eyes, like, he's not okay. Yeah. No, that's totally fair. So that dude's eyes go dim. Uh, so next up is Calum, and all you have is a reef shark next to you, as Corey seems to have dealt handedly, uh, in a single, in a singular blow against this fish man. Because all things considered, you did 23 damage. Just blasted him. Don't so, screw with Smite. Caleb would whistle, but they're underwater, so he thinks better of it. <laughs> Does it anyway, drowns. <laughs> Does it anyway. <laughs> um, I'm just going to stab this shark, I guess. Death to the coral sharks. Okay. That's a no. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a, if you wish to take hold of it, that's a net one. Oh. No, you. So you go to spear out, uh, and as you do, you kind of actually get blasted back a little bit by this divine smite, uh, and in doing so, uh, air comes out of your mouth, just as like one of those like you want to cheer for your friend uh, as you're very excitable, but instead, just air escapes and you lose about half of the oxygen that you have. That's fair. Okay. Uh, so yeah, you are, you're not at the point that Blake is. You're more like Gwen, where it's like, if I stay under here continuously, this is bad. Uh, but yeah, speaking of our, of our dear friend Blake, you are on probably your last, uh, remaining bits of oxygen. Uh, if you do not go this turn, you might start drowning. Right. How far up is that? Uh, it is about 20, 20 feet to the surface. Okay, so I can make it. Um, You're moving at half speed underwater, but if you full action dash, you could get there in time. Is there anything directly below me? Uh, there is undersea floor. Uh, and that's about five feet away, and then you can see a cave opening. Okay, fucking, I'm, I'm dashing up. Okay. I could do, like, uh, at least get one shot up and, like, propel myself up, but... That's fair. So he is going to make an attack of opportunity against you. Um, is good. Uh, he is, again, is, like, super startled uh, about the about the crossbow. 
being on fire underwater that when he goes to stab out with his trident, he does not connect against you. So you are able to uh, to deftly get out of the way. Uh, so yeah, you you swim with Gwen all the way up to the surface, and when you break the surface, it is it is that air is painful in your chest because you've been holding the remainder of it in for so long. And Gwen, you kind of have that same uh, that same kind of feeling where if you had been holding your air for even a, a another round longer, you might have started having a, a bad experience. But Gwen, it is your turn. That's fucking fish people. Go to the shore. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you guys have swam up. Uh, you guys swam up like to the shoreline. Like you are next okay. to the sandbar. Um, I mean, I am no help underwater. I don't know what else I can do. Um, are you going back down? All right, I'm gonna like grab my rope, tie myself to him, and, <laughs> and then get my my weapons ready. Okay. <laughs> Sounds That's good. It. Make a make another sleight of hand check to to tie a to tie a good knot. Uh, can I assist? Yes. It's another uh, nat twenty. You don't need to assist. I'm really good with rope, apparently. Only above land mm. or above water. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. So you do you did that perfectly fine. Uh, you've been shown by uh by both your your travel family as well as the sailors within town how to make a good uh how to make a good knot so you're very much doing that now uh making sure that this is a secure and fast knot uh yeah and you you could probably teach it to somebody later if they were curious about knowing the same knot that you used but you're not going to try and make that a bigger thing at this current moment so i'm i'm tying my waist to like your chest area so that like i'm just Maybe I'll backpack it. Like, I'll be backwards. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So uh, I'm I'm facing away from him. Okay. (laughs) Sounds good. Let's go back to back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... uh, Next up is this... uh, Is this other... uh, This other undersea friend who decided that uh, it was going to try and swing out against Blake, but seeing that you have returned to the surface, uh, it is actually going to try and swim down and around and is going to use most of its movement to dash around Calum and Corey, so that way it doesn't have to risk an attack of opportunity against you two, placing itself about 15 feet away from where you both are, uh, leading towards the exit of the cave mouth uh, as it is trying to swim out back to sea. Uh, but that is it for its turn. So that guy's dead. That guy's dead. We're back at the top with Corey. All right. Um, one one guy left, and also a shark. Yeah, there is a shark and a guy, and the the guy is trying to swim out, uh, back out to sea. All right, and shark is not next to me. Uh, shark is between both you and uh, Calum, as it had tried to bite out against Calum. Okay, uh, all right. it's attacking Calum. Death to the shark. Okay. That is 15. Sure. So, uh, your 15 does hit. Roll for damage. All right. Ah, no, that's not how you do it. Ah, no, stop. 
Do better. I'm throwing it at my dice tower and completely bouncing off of it. Okay. Um, seven damage. Okay. Sounds good. It is injured, uh, but it is it is not as frail as its previous friend. Okay. Okay. Um. That's it. Okay. No bonus. Uh, no. Sounds good. Next up is Caleb. I look towards the guy swimming away, and I look at the shark, shrug, and start attacking the shark. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, hey, 16? Yeah, Yeah, 16 totally hits. Two. Okay. Uh, so your, your two damage sinks in, and... And you feel like this would have gotten a smaller fish. But it's not getting this fish. He's a little bit bigger, a little bit beefier. Uh, He's got the fight and the know-how to survive survive your spearing. Um, Do you have a bonus action that you would like to do? Um, Well, none of my spells can function because I'm underwater. Uh, Vocal components, friends. Uh, So that's it. Okay. Uh, so then next up is going to be the shark that you just stabbed, and he is going to attempt to do a bite against you. Fun. Uh, 14 does not hit, so he is just kind of like, just trying to, trying to bite out, uh, and thrash around at the things that have been hitting it with its, uh, with its animal-style brain. Uh, it is not doing a very good job. Uh, so we return to the surface dwellers, Gwen and Blake. Uh, who Gwen has yoded themselves onto your back uh, to to prepare for an undersea assault. If that so wait, is, is what you turn? yeah, it is uh, it is Blake's turn. Okay. Why are you holding your breath? <sighs> Dive back in. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, so make a uh, make a perception check. Uh, sure. 16? Okay. Um. My lucky dice is just... Oh, you can go in here, too. <laughs> You're gonna run out of dice soon. I know. Alright. So, Gwen, because you were <laughs> you were on uh, Blake's back going in the water, your vision is just full of bubbles. Uh, and Blake going into the water, looking around... Uh, you can really only see the shining forms of, uh, like, the contrasting forms of your friends fighting a shark underwater, but you are failing to find uh, or, or locate the other fish person as your, uh, your inability to see beneath, uh, to see in the dark is kind of putting you at a disadvantage on this. Uh, and my lit crossbow doesn't help at all? Uh, your lit crossbow, how much light does it shed? Not a lot. Yeah, that's, that's kind of why it is, uh, it is past that point. It's, it, last you saw, uh, last your friends saw it, it was about, uh, 15 feet away from they were, and where you entered back into the water is about, uh, 30 feet from where they are. So yeah, it is out of your vision. Uh, but you Uh, can see the shark fighting your friends. Oh, okay, uh, I'm gonna keep swimming down, um, at least to get back into where the fight is. Okay. Um, 
and if I'm within 80 feet of that uh, shark, I want to shoot it. Okay, so as you swim up next to the shark, uh, make another perception check. Nat 20. Uh, yeah, so you see this other uh, this other fish person just, like, trying to swim away now that you've gotten closer to your friends in the shark. But you couldn't, you just couldn't see it initially when you dove in. That bitch. Uh, and I'm gonna... Shit, how far is it away? Uh, 15 feet underwater. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm shooting. Do we? That is uh sixteen plus seven uh twenty three. Yeah, that hits. That is that is a solid hit. D eight. Uh, Crimson rights D four, right? Yeah, cool. This one. Uh, one plus okay, four points of piercing damage. Okay. And three points of fire damage. Sounds good. Yeah, so you look like that attack alone was enough to bloody this thing. Uh, but it is still it is still not deceased, but it does have uh, this, like, steaming uh, crossbow bolt stuck in its shoulder. And it looks at you, and you can just hear this <laughs> under the water as it just bares its teeth at you. I will snarl right back. Hell yeah. Well, don't actually do that, though. You'll lose air. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh so then next up is gwen uh who is on the back of blake i'm just on the back of him just kicking my legs uh you would be able to see the shark oh yeah fuck that shark up <laughs> okay <laughs> can i am i within range of it yeah uh you would i'm gonna say yes I'm just going to say yes, because I like the idea of you fighting on Blake's back against a shark with, like, halfling reach <laughs> trying to just chop this thing. All right, let's do this. I would like to rage. Do it. I'm yeah. going to reckless attack because I just got it. And I yeah. want to it. And my dice seem to be rolling better in pairs than by themselves, so hopefully. Makes sense. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, so that's a 19 to hit with my battle axe. 19 totally hits. All right. Roll that sweet damage. Woo! Oh, I forget what it does already. All right. That's... Shit, I just gonna drop the thing. Um, that's five points of damage. Okay. Damage on attack strength. Strength attack rolls against you. Okay. Uh, and then I'm going to attack again. Not reckless because I can't. Uh, and that's a 17 plus 4. Uh, how are you getting the second attack? Because I have two two-handed strike. You have to use your bonus action, which you would use to rage. Oh, right, you're right. I'm sorry, because yep. I rage. Okay, yes, never mind. Cool. No problem. <laughs> Just wanted to make sure I was like... Well, I was like, does Barbarian really get a second attack that early? That's insane. No, 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 no. <laughs> Everyone should take a two-level dip into Barbarian. No, but I am, because I used uh, Reckless Attack, he does have advantage attacking me. Okay, sounds good. 
Uh, so yeah, then the next turn, uh, Blake having shot at this, uh, at this sea elf that you would assume, uh, with your crossbow, uh, it just looks at you and after snarling, it just swims away, uh, and it exits, uh, any field of vision taking, uh, the dash action to just get the fuck out of here, uh, as it, it feels and rightfully so that if it stuck around you would probably all kill it uh and it wants none of that it would prefer to live another day so it has swum out uh next up is Corey, and you have this very very messed up looking shark uh between pretty much all four of you uh although blake has his back turned so that way gwen can get a few axe hits in yeah we're having fish tonight boys that is 18. Okay, 18 totally hits. All right. That is eight. Okay. Uh, so, how are you dropping this shark? Uh, just stab it right in the gills. <laughs> and then, like, pull right, right out through the jaw. Just... All right, sounds good. So you underwater next surrounded by your friends just jam up with your with your blade and you see it uh the gills open up in that small moment to actually let in uh a little bit more water to process for your uh or no it's the they get water through the air and then oxygenate through that. So you see them open up and right as it opens you just jam your blade right into that part. Uh, and you see the end of the the end of your sword just jut out the other side of this shark's head uh, as it just stops moving. And when you pull your blade out, it kind of spins in the water a little bit until its belly faces the surface and then just steadily begins to rise. All right. I grab Kale and start swimming up. Yep. <laughs> Is that what all of you are doing at this point? Yeah. All right, so Caleb and Corey are swimming back to the surface. Blake, would you like to swim back to the surface or continue swimming out to sea? Let's swim up. Okay. So yeah, Gwen, you feel uh, you feel Blake also heading back towards the surface. And that is where we are going to go into our first break for the evening. Oh. Uh, as you guys return to the surface and get breathfuls of air, having survived uh, this round of undersea combat... Uh, letting only one fish person escape. <laughs> All right. So we are going to be back in uh, hopefully five to ten minutes. Uh, shouldn't be anything longer than that. So use the bathroom, grab some food, grab a drink, grab a friend, uh, and make sure to come on back, and we will see you guys shortly. All right. So bye-bye. Bye. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Thank you for sticking around with us through the break. Uh, we have come back. We have come back, bringing you cats, uh, specifically, uh, specifically Wings's cat, Frankie. As is there a good kitty that looks eerily similar to my cat? So if you ever want to see weird cat handoff shenanigans over over the screens, uh, check us out on Twitch if you're watching the audio cast or, or the YouTube's. It's a good time. Um, but where we last left off before we went to the break is that everybody was struggling uh, to keep their breath and return to the surface 
as Coriander and Calum actually were able to stay underwater the entire time, fighting off a, a fishman, two reef sharks, and then letting a second fishman back out to sea uh, before they could properly hunt them down. Uh, so you guys have all emerged back onto the sandbar. Your boat is uh, where you left it uh, after you re- after you like kind of wrestled it away uh, from the fishmen the first time. Uh, but yeah, so now you guys are in the in the post combat uh, on this sandbar inside of Echo Shore Cave. Uh, 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 where'd he go? <laughs> Still raging. <laughs> Caleb just crawls out of the water. Yeah. Flops backwards, feet still in the water. Likewise. Uh, Coriander crawls out of the water as well. And then just kind of like flops down onto her knees and kind of holds onto her arm where she got bit. And just like looks absolutely distraught. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Just kitty. absolutely distraught. Um, she just like I was so excited to see them. I, I was so excited. She just like holding her arm and just looking sad. Just how could they do that? Because they're dicks. Going to weakly reach up, grab her arm, cast cure light, cure light. Yeah. Um, as you do that, her her arm feels eerily cold. Um, and like her like her yellow eyes are starting to like slowly fade in color and turn like a blue color. Oh no. Um, and when when you heal her, um she kind of like shakes her head and knocks herself out of it and says thank you Caleb um I I I don't think those were those were elves uh, th- there was some sort of other creature nasty a nasty creature and like her eyes like snap right back to yellow and she kind of stands up and walks away like yes of course those weren't the elves at all and when can did she I turn pink? <laughs> she was pink when we got in. <sighs> Sorry, how much? How many did I get? Eight. Eight. Nice. Can I roll a nature check on those? Yes, you would. Freaks? Anybody who would like to can roll a nature check on uh, on this totally not sea elf that has. Uh... Oh yeah. What'd you get? Uh. 16 plus 6, 22? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> pretty good. Uh, who else? Uh, what other numbers were there? 12. Okay. 12. Blake, did you roll any, or were you more, like, scanning the water to see if there was any left? I want to kill that one who got away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I see him, I will find him, and I will kill him. <laughs> okay. Right, calm down, Liam Neeson. 14. Okay, uh, so 14, 12, and like a 22 was Caleb. Yeah, so the 14 and the, uh, or actually not the 14, because you, most of your knowledge based on this would be, um, 
from the Feywild, and they don't really have uh, this sort of interaction in the Feywild. But, Calum, through your vast knowledge of books and such, uh, you have spent a, a quality of time uh, learning about different parts of uh, of Elven society, not just necessarily to uh, learn more about the elves as a culture, but also to kind of like learn about yourself. As you know, you knew that you were an elf, but you were never a, really allowed to do a lot of elven things. And during your reading, you came across a variety of elven species slash subraces, uh, some of which being the, uh, you had heard mention of the Eladrin, you knew about wood elves, you know high elves, you know high elves are dicks, uh, mostly from your interaction with Prescott, and you haven't really, you haven't met a high elf who has proven you wrong yet, uh, and then you also knew about the aquatic elves, and in, in your readings, uh, you found out that they have always fought in a somewhat endless war against other undersea races, uh, some of which being creatures called the Sahugan. And um. the Sahugan, uh, every once in a while, a Sahugan is born that has the ability to make it look like a sea elf uh, to try and infiltrate its way into elven society uh, as more of like a reconnaissance thing for the other Sahugan. And so you're you're getting the the sneaking suspicion that these creatures that you fought weren't actually uh, weren't actually sea elves at all, but were actually uh, Sahukan. Just like back turn, like back to the ground. He's like, they weren't sea elves; they were Sahukan. <sighs> See, what does that mean? No elves. <laughs> they were. Dicks, as you said, but not sea elf dicks. Out of character, I was just going into a. I, I was, I was just in denial, but it's. Uh, I'll take this. <laughs> Gory was right. Mm -hmm. was what do we do now? Our best, Gwen. <laughs> Salem, I gotta walk over to him and smack him in the face. Well. Oh, no, I can't. I'm still attached you're, to play. You're on my back. <laughs> Kidding. Let's go! Come on, we gotta go back! We gotta get him! Well, clearly, this is no longer a diplomatic in, uh, mission. We can't even talk to them to begin with. It is now monsters that we need to rid ourselves of. So, new approach. Kill the sea creatures. Corey, yes. Question: <laughs> um, Can with that twenty-two? Do I know if sea elves know common? Is it just strictly the Sahugan that speak Aquan, or do they speak Aquan all around? The sea elves aren't capable of speaking Elven. Right. Okay. They can only only these these seafaring only races can really only speak seafaring languages. Underwater. Yep. Got it. Okay. So do they norm? Oh, sorry, do they normally like live close to shore or something? Like, I mean, there is the cave that's down there that we can try and investigate. But 
let's not go on a witch hunt. We might actually kill an actual sea elf. And that would be the bad, as some people would say. I guess. Okay. Um, no stabbing until they show their teeth. Fine. But uh, how do we get down there? Like, I mean, two of us can't actually swim. I don't mind hitching a ride, Blake, but we could go get like potions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to breathe underwater. That doesn't help with the swimming, but mm -hmm. that's a thing. Mm -hmm. I could give you all a swimming lesson. Right here? Well, There's like not right here. three dead things just floating <laughs> in the back. You're like, I could give a swimming lesson. Like, as the three dead things float by, Caleb's like, picks his feet out of the water. I still can't believe that you both got into a boat and didn't tell us that you couldn't swim. Well, being in a boat means we don't have to swim. It yeah, didn't really cross my mind. Okay. Um, is there anything on the Sahuagin that's going to be, like, recognizable? Make an investigation like, check as you like kind of... If I, like, if I cut it off, uh, I'd be able to show it to our client and... Well, there's a clawed fish hand. There's a weird fucking head that this thing has. Uh, for an investigation, Ooh. so you know that... Um, you got the description of weird fish people as uh as what you were told for what was to be found in this in these caves so you feel like if you were to bring back uh like they don't have ears so it's really if they had like if you took like a hand a foot its entire head teeth get a little weird mostly because it's hard to prove these are teeth from a thing when you don't have the rest of a body or anything like that. So you you believe that you would have to take uh, a... like a football-sized trophy from this thing, essentially, to say, hey, we killed Fishman. I'll take out the, uh, the ornate dagger and just start carving away at, as, is, as is my business. Okay. Hey, so Blake, what do you... Oh my god! <laughs> nice form! <laughs> He's done this too many times. Yeah, there is there is a level of monotony on Blake's face where he's just like, alright, make sure you can cut here, and cutting this way doesn't spoil anything inside. Just... And he's just throwing them in the boat. Caitlin, you wouldn't happen to have access to any sort of spells that might help us um maybe nothing that you've got memorized right now but you could look through your books i can give it a whirl at best right but it might take me a night we could stay here and draw them out of the water how many i mean however many come you think they'd come back? It might. If they did, it would probably be more than two. 
Bring it on, fishes. <laughs> well. <laughs> hmm. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> But waiting all episode to say it, okay? <laughs> I am amenable to the idea of a stakeout. We could rest and strategize. Right. You guys could do that. Does it does it look like we'll have dry ground long enough to not like, inside the cave. Not inside the cave. Okay, no. like maybe outside the cave somewhere? Po like, you could just leave the cave on the sandbar and then go up to the, like, go up to the lip yeah. above it looking over as that is dry land. Um, but yeah, you guys would have to exit from inside of the cave in order to go there. Okay. Let's do that. About how long would we want to wait? Well, they don't really need to sleep that long, do you? Not at all. Just four hours, really? Mm-hmm. We could have a stakeout, Blake. Stakeout, Blake out. What? Stakeout, Blake out. Uh, yeah. Sure. All right. Um, Corey will pull that, uh, boat up aground as far as she can and tie it down somewhere so it doesn't drift off and then go start setting up camp. Okay. And it is getting closer to evening. So are you guys, uh, going on top of where the cave mouth was? Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Um, yeah. So you set up camp. Uh, and you are, like, it's, it's pretty easy for the most part. Uh, it doesn't take you guys very long to create a, a little, uh, encampment. How close are you to the edge or to the lip from where, uh, the ground is to the entrance of the cave? Um, close enough that we can still see okay. pretty well. I it's think one will be like hanging over a little bit so that she can like watch the water. Not that she can see in the dark, but she's excited to kill more things, so. Sounds good. Uh, um, yes. If somebody could keep watch for four hours, I'll take over afterwards. Sweet. Like, you can see in the dark, right? Oh. But you're a black dragonborn. Yes. I'll take first watch. Okay. All right. Me and me and Calum. Yay. So, Calum, as you go over to take your first watch uh, with Gwen on the side of the lip, leading uh, just directly over the the mouth to Echo Shore Cave. Uh. Yeah. I'm so afraid. Uh, does a 23 hit you? Yes. You, so Gwen, uh, as Calum walks over to the ledge next to you and says, don't worry, I'll take the first watch with you. 
you see this harpoon, this large size harpoon, just spear into the side of Kalem. And then Kalem, I would like for you to make a strength saving throw. Oh, no. Or to a strength check, not a saving throw. Sorry. Oh, God. I wish I had a reaction. <laughs> what is? Is it good or is it bad? Oh, it's a oh, one. No! Oh, no! So. This will be. <laughs> so, Gwen, in this moment. You see this large harpoon sink into the side of Calum, and then he just gets dragged off of the lip from where you guys are standing above the cave and ripped into the water. And the last thing you see is his face semi in pain just as it hits the water and then sinks directly under. Oh, God. Uh, It's like he's doubled over in pain. He just goes, guys. You are going to take 14 points of piercing oh, damage. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh dear, oh dear. As oh, you get ripped dear. into the water. Oh god, I'm going to Everyone roll for initiative. Oh, Yay! Indoor, what the fuck? <laughs> two. Natural one. Oh god. Okay. Nine. Okay. 13. 14. <sighs> Okay. Sorry. Sorry, you're not sorry. <laughs> not at all. This is really funny. Uh so Corey, what did you get? A that one. Okay. So Caleb. Like two or something. I I last. Corey is last. <laughs> Caleb, what'd you get? Fourteen. Okay. Or fifteen minus one. Uh, Blake, <laughs> what'd you get? Nine. Okay. Gwen. I'm not prepared at all. Fifteen. Gwen's prepared. <laughs> okay. Um, let's see how this turns out. Okay. TBK. Or you guys get a new cleric, you know. <laughs> Don't say I that. I never explore my backstory. Turns out the guest we're getting next week is your new replacement. <laughs> no, I'm just yeah, kidding. Yeah, it's gonna be Jingle and Jangle. Oh, that'd be really cute, though. Um, <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, uh, the first person in initiative is actually Gwen, who yeah. you just see Calum just get ripped down into the ocean. I just go, Calum! And I dive. Yeah. I just jump. Okay, make an athletics check as you dive into the ocean. Because <laughs> it is about... It is about twenty feet to the to the ocean underneath it's you guys. Right. It's alright, I got this. You're gonna to learn today. Alright. <laughs> Sixteen. Okay, sixteen is fine. Uh so you are going to only take uh two points of bludgeoning damage as you get in contact with the water. Let's do this. Okay. Um can I grab him? Is he like still at the surface? Uh, he is within. He's within arm's reach of you, so you can reach out and grab him. Uh, I will, yeah. I will try to do that, and I don't know if I can see the rope. I don't know how dark it is yet, but I, I want to try and swipe the rope that is. Make a perception check. Eight. Okay. So you you see the chain going down 
Uh, from the end of this harpoon and looking back at you, you see these two eyes, one of which is just completely white and milked over reflecting off of the, off of the late day sun. And the other just has this large slit coming down the front, just glaring back at you. I would like to make an attack at the harpoon. Okay. Attack the harpoon. I assume it's some sort of wood. I'm guessing. I don't know. Uh... Oh, go back to the actions page. That is a 16. All right. So with your 16, uh, you do hit the harpoon. Roll for damage. And where, where, which half of Kalem are you attacking the harpoon on? The pointy side coming out? <laughs> the side closer to the chain. Okay. Side closer to the, the chain. Got the it. The smaller part. So that's, uh, that's six damage. Okay. Uh, so your, your weapon sinks into it and it does cause a, a bit of structural, structural integrity damage against this harpoon, but it doesn't break it as when you hit it, it actually sounds like metal reverberate, uh, reverberating through the water. Okay. Um. Is this, then, uh, and it is at that gong you hear a, um, kind of echoing through the water. Right, right, right. Um, geez, geez, geez. Uh, <laughs> I would like to. I'll hit it again with my other axe. Okay. <laughs> because. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, 21. Okay. So the 21 totally hits. Roll for damage. Come on. Yes. Okay. That's not bad. That's seven damage. Okay. So with that seven damage, you actually break off the the end part of the harpoon that is connected to the chain. And you see the chain just go limp uh, as it starts floating down into the water. Uh, and at that same moment, you just hear this uh, ang of anger. I'm going to use my free action to flip him off. Okay. And I'm going to try and like push Calum up to the like I'm gonna try and hold him like protecting I don't know like like if somebody's gonna try and grab him I want to be there to like strength away him you know okay sounds good uh you feel like nobody is going to be strengthening him away as you have severed the connector between the harpoon and uh and your friend uh, I'm gonna make sure he's not gonna drown <laughs> yeah Calum it is it is your turn so can I bargain with you, DM? What can I give up to sort of force my blessing of the Raven Queen to teleport myself and Gwen away from here? <laughs> just he, I save him and then he just blinks away. What's no, that I'm, <laughs> no, I, I said. I know, I know, I know. I know. Yeah. I am going to say that since we are level two and your blessing of the Raven Queen is still very early into your adventuring abilities that you don't know how currently to teleport both you and a friend. However, if given enough time and training, this is something that you could potentially learn how to do. Right. Okay. So right now... Uh, right not, now, I'm going to make a perception a check to see where the enemies are. Yeah. I'm also probably bleeding out. 
You're bleeding pretty profusely. Sharks in the water. Oh, hey, not bad. 17, 22. So looking back uh, into the water where this harpoon came from, you do not see a series of multiple forms. You only see one form. And that one form looks like this. Oh, fuckery. Uh, as it is just glaring up at you. Uh, now with this loose chain sort of like falling down in the water near it. Okay. <laughs> How far down is it? Uh, it is ten feet away from where you are. Cool. I'm gonna look at Gwen. I'm gonna look down at the creature. I'm gonna use my Blessing of the Raven Queen to teleport up out of the water and then just shoot a guiding bolt down at the creature. Okay, sounds good. Alright, so is that a against armor class or a save? Uh, I have to against armor class. Okay, sounds good. The dice gods give it natural 20. Nice! Oh, that's so what's that up. doubles the dice on the... On the bolt? Yeah, it does. I... Uh, tit for tat, bitch. Oh, wow, that's actually pretty <laughs> strong. 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Did you, did you, Raven, did you, did mm -hmm. you blast your way up onto the, onto the shore, or just, like, I straight up out of the water and then splash Straight up <laughs> out of the water, shoots down, gonna belly flop and just dead <laughs> float. <laughs> oh, dag, yo. Same. Legitimately yeah. would do the same. 33? Okay. Uh, so, Holy wait, you said 33? That's 48. Oh, man. Oh. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's 8d6. There we go. That's Holy still a Holy. bunch. Woo! You, I critted on the damage dice. He's... Cleric, bros. He's still up. But... Yeah, he's f looking mighty hurt as you go back MVP. onto the water. <laughs> Dead man fish bites back. Wait, no, hold on. That's not how it... Move on. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, Help! <laughs> uh, next up is going to be uh, this fish man who is going to swim up and is... Uh, Definitely going to swipe out at Calum as you have proven yourself to be uh, a very ferocious opponent indeed. And it because it is large sized, it is still technically within the span of you, Gwen. Uh, so you're within five feet of its lower half, but its upper half is very much uh, going to try out against Calum. Alright, uh so. 22 hits. Yeah. Alrighty. So this is its claw as it goes out to strike against you for nine points of slashing damage. And that's an actual dead man float. No! <laughs> that uh, takes you down to zero. <laughs> okay, and then it is going to look down 
uh, at you, Gwen, and it is going to then bring down an arm and try and rake out against you as well, as you were the one who broke its weapon. Bring it, bitch. Uh, does a 12 hit? No. Does a, sorry, 14. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big difference. Uh-huh. Uh, oof. He is going to deal max damage for 12. Oh, oh boy. bad. I'm the tank. Remember, I'm the tank. I'm not doing. I'm not doing great, but I'm not dead. Okay. So next up is Blake, and Blake, you you have just seen uh, your friend Calum get jabbed through the tummy with a harpoon and pulled down uh, into the water, and then you saw Gwen jump down into the water with him, followed up with Calum appearing in the air. Throwing down a bolt of magical energy that looked insanely powerful. Uh, and then there was just some blood coming up from the water, but Calum is currently passed out, floating upwards. How far is it away? Uh, from what you can see, this guy is right uh, underneath surface level. Uh, as it had to reach out and swipe at Blake. Or swipe at Calum, sorry. 60 feet? Yeah. He's uh, from where you're standing on top of Wave Echo Cave or uh Wave Shore Cave. Uh he is roughly twenty five feet away from where you are. Alright. And second question, how long has it been since our last fight? And would my crossbow still be lit? From your last fight it's been about uh you guys were gearing up for a long rest after waiting some time, so it's been about an hour and a half, two hours. All right. Um and I, I he's been guiding bolted. Yes. Right. He does have a guiding bolt still active oh. on him. Uh so I see uh Caleb go down. He brought me back uh yesterday so <sighs> light the crossbow okay uh i'm diving in but i'm also taking a shot i probably don't want to do that at the same time yeah i but mean you could it would look badass if i did <laughs> i'm gonna say rule of cool you totally you totally can like jump in as you do it Based on your face, I don't know if that's a good or a bad. It's super bad. That's a this. This is a two, and this is a one. Oh, that's mm. what you call a belly flop, folks. So and I belly flop. I belly flop in the water. Yeah, you you <laughs> splash into the water. Uh, it's very much like you don't necessarily do a belly flop because as you jump in to try and be super badass with your crossbow, it fires. And the force of, and Warden Kanan's three laws of motion, as you mentioned <laughs> earlier, kind of kick in. And it sends you onto your back, so you just slap your back against the, against the surface of the, of the ocean. Uh, and you will take, uh, two points of bludgeoning damage as your back slaps against the water. But that is it. Uh, for your turn. Nailed it. Uh, and then Corey, it is your go. <laughs> she finally, like, puts together what's happening. She was just settling in. She was like, you know, listen out. And then 
all of a sudden, all this commotion, uh, what, what, uh, uh, oh, and then jumps up, runs over to the cliff, uh, question, uh, any of you guys play Dark Souls? Yes, all the time. Plunge attack, plunge attack, plunge attack. Uh, I, I am going to say that you, you can attack this in a plunging mat, in a plunging manner. Uh, it's not going to do, like, four times regular damage with a plunge. <laughs> It'll That's still fine. look really cool if you do it. I, I would. I'd like to do a plunge attack. Okay, do a plunging attack. Of any is this like two hands on the hilt of the blade driving yep. in, or is this like shield up, one hand going straight down? Um, like, uh, yeah, two hands on the sword going down. Ah. Okay, sounds good. Um, guiding bolt no longer active. Yes, that is correct. Okay. That's gonna be a nineteen. Nineteen totally hits, um, right. but for for the guiding bolt, is it is it if it hits or just the next attack? I want to make uh, sure. I want. I think it's for the next attack. Uh, blah, 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 blah. On a hit, the target takes blah, blah, blah. And the next attack roll made against this target before the end of your turn has advantage. Okay, cool. Just wanted to make sure, so that way moving forward. I fucked up. You didn't know, bro. It's fine. <laughs> I attack. Okay. So yeah, you totally hit with that 19. All right. Um, I'm also going to do a smite while I'm doing this. Yeah, totally. Because of course I am. Um, so six slash damage and then smite is eight radiant damage. So just like... So just like Dark Souls, you bring <laughs> this... You Like it. it is looking down at... Uh, like it... I guess it looks up very surreptitiously at Blake as you have just splatted yourself against the top part of the water. Uh, and as it looks up, it just sees the shadow of Corey jump out, blocking, like, between it and the sun. And you just see this black shape then get closer and closer and closer as it, as your blade just sinks right into its face, going directly through the brain and out the back Yay. as you just sink right into it with your plunging strike, dealing the finishing blow. Oh, there's a flash of light. Yeah, no, the, the water from where you hit just splashes up in a V-shape around you, just getting blown out by the amount of radiant energy coming forth from your strike. Oh... Okay. <laughs> That's it. That's all I can do. Okay. Uh, then next up is Gwen with the floating body of this giant fish man, uh, as well as the other floating body of your uh, of your new friend, Calum. You're muted. Mm, question. <laughs> <laughs> me down or away uh it just sort of like tumbled you in the water but you're still in your five foot square okay um i'm going to attempt to swim to the surface because i was under the water right yeah he, I was at his tail how should i do that since i can't swim uh make a athletics check to try and and bolster yourself to understand swimming in this god-awful moment <laughs> Should I do it at disadvantage? Because This I will have... be disadvantage because you don't yeah. know how to swim. Yeah. I, I want to keep it fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Because I have a plus four to athletics. And... Okay. Uh, 11. Okay. So with your 11, because you're only 10 feet away from the surface, 
this isn't as horrible as it could have been. Like if you were still within uh, Echo Short Cave, this might have been a bad. This might have been a bad time. But because you are currently here, you can see the surface relatively easily. Uh, you are able to uh, emerge out of the surface next to Calum. Okay, I'm going to attempt to drag him to the shore. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you you spend the remainder of your movement, and with your with your eleven acrobatics, you can kind of like flounder your way there. You guys really aren't that far away from the sandbar, all things considered. Uh, as Calum had just kind of been ripped off of the off of the ledge. Is he face up in the water or face down? No, he is face up. Okay. Cool. Cool. Uh, uh however, Calum. I'd like for you to make what? a death save, though. Way ahead of you, I failed. <gasps> what kind of failure? Was it, a, was it the one or, or, or greater? I marked off two. Mm. Oh, no. So you got the nat one. That is a, that is a okay. Next that up. That is unfortunate. Blake. Um, do I have an action still? Uh, your action would have been to swim oh. up, grab him, and then pull him off. Okay, cool. So he's currently on shore, but he is looking in a very bad way. There are large holes from where a har from a harpoon that's still in you. Uh, I would like to say the harpoon didn't get removed; it was just broken off at the end. But Blake, it is your turn. You see your your goth science bro bleeding out on the beach. Uh, being dragged away by Gwen after having failed your jump into the water. Whenever I'm done um, staggering um, from my belly flop, uh, if if I notice the situation, I want to try to stabilize him. Okay, sounds good. Uh, so, do you have a medicine kit? I have a wonderful botany kit. Okay, <laughs> I have a wine skin, and I have uh a a flag from a sunken ship okay so can i i'm can going to need I, you to roll uh, a medicine check yeah don't botch this don't kill our friend i'm sorry caleb <laughs> oh, no. did you kill our friend oh it's no a two okay so luckily it wasn't a one Oh my god. He's still alive. But this is like you thinking about it like, okay. We have to pull out the harpoon. Oh god. Like, like it's it's one of those like you you're kind of losing it in the sense where it's like a, a friend that I am very close to is now suffering massive damage. They are on the cusp of bleeding out. Uh uh we we Literally what I do is I take it out and I pour dead man's wine on him okay because i i think that that will clean up the wound yeah you are you're just trying to sterilize it at this point uh yeah calum this would hurt a hell of a lot more if you were conscious but luckily this is just acting as a disinfectant uh if this was to be a more grievous wound however next up Corey. okay can i get to calum yes can lay on hand stabilize him yeah okay she uh like flounders out of the water 
um, kind of like shoves the two of them aside, like and just goes nine hells, and then like slaps her hands down on his abdomen and just like, <laughs> like. <laughs> okay, how much how much uh, lay on hands are you pumping into your friend? Uh, all of it. Okay. I'll give him the lot. All right, and you watch it just kind of go directly into those harpoon wounds and then seal up. Uh, they do leave a pretty nasty-looking scar. Uh, however, Calum, you are currently back at, uh, I believe, 10 health? Yes. From yeah, Lay on Hand? So, yeah, you are back at 10. Conscious. If she doesn't immediately wake up, she's going to go straight for mouth-to-mouth. He does wake up immediately. Okay. Thankfully. Just Coralon be praised. Hi. Hi. Uh Don't yeah, and Calum, you you the last thing you remember was getting pulled into the cold ocean and then you wake up uh to your three friends standing above you. Oh, thank God. I'm going to go back into the water and get that fucking body. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, make another athletics check with disadvantage. Stab it more. <sighs> I'm not raging, but I am enraged. <laughs> oh, oh no. Uh, I mean, that's a six. Thankfully, it rose to the surface. <laughs> And you were able to kind of grab it, but this is like the the three of you who are now conscious look over and you just see Gwen just eh, 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 like just like struggling through the water towards this large form. Axe in hand. <laughs> yeah. Can someone please get her before she hurts herself? Uh, Blake's, Blake's gonna nod and quietly go back in the water. Okay. Yeah, so Corey and Calum, you two are on the beach. Gwen, you see a lizard grim reaper steadily, like... Crocodiling his way Yeah, just crocodiling his way towards you. Just these glowing yellow eyes just trained on you, heading towards you. Let me get him! I mean, help me, but let me get him! (laughs) He's just snobbing. Okay. We're gonna pull him to shore. And I'm gonna stab him a couple more times. Okay. The body is deceased, but you continue to stab this guy. Well, hack. Yeah. 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 You could say you hacked him up. (laughs) My name makes sense now. (laughs) (laughs) Different hacker, but same kind of hacking. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm going to, after I thoroughly uh, smashed his face in, uh, I'm gonna search his body. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. So make an investigation check. Investigation. Oh, eighteen. <laughs> okay. So with your investigation, checking around on this guy, uh, you end up finding um. He doesn't have a whole lot with him. There is kind of a waterlogged sack, uh, like, on this creature's waist. Uh, And looking inside, you can find that there is a, uh, 
that there is another dagger. It's not a ornate dagger by any means. It is much more of a ceremonial style, style dagger. Uh, and you also find a uh, like a tarnished silver cup that has these greenish red uh there, there are about five greenish red jewels that are inlaid into the cups, uh, like the upper container part of the cup towards the towards the lip of the chalice. Okay. Um, was did he have a crown on? Uh, he did not. Okay. Uh, I'm going to finish hacking his head off, and then I'm going to throw it as far as I can into the water. Okay. So yeah. Let that be a warning, you fish people. As you yell out at the ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, Blake, what are you doing in the meantime? Are you helping Gwen sever the head of this giant fishman? Are you also looting giant fishman? What are you doing? Can't hear I, you. I am feeling <laughs> um, inadequate. Oh. Uh, Sulking. Okay. Uh, and then Corey and Calum, what are you two doing uh, while Gwen and Blake uh, are over near Fishbod? Contemplating life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Corey's probably got like a pretty wicked adrenaline rush um, and is probably like laid back on the beach and just kind of, you know, going, oh, oh I can't believe that happened. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm just trying to come down off of that. That, you know, I, hmm, never been skewered before. That's the first. Yeah, and you, you look down and you can see that there are large punctured holes in your armor. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Prescott is going to be so mad. Who's Prescott? Part of my old adventuring party. He was like this really fussy high elf who, you know, they leave really bad examples. Like all high elves are jerks, but he was oh. like a good jerk, you know. Oh, that sounds pleasant. Yeah. They're gonna sit there and converse about his. Hi, elf friend. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, a good 20 minutes goes by until uh, Gwen finishes cutting off the head of this creature, throwing it back into the water, uh, and you all reconvene, uh, having dealt with what you assume to be the fishman problem. Mm -hmm. Hey, Gwen. What? Do Sorry. you have another flask of that stone drop ale? The stuff, um, I, maybe. I, I start looking through my bag. You should. I remember you yes. You yeah. took several. catnap stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's this rug, man. Yeah. Can, can I see it for scientific purposes? Are you going to take it right now? Yes, I'm going to take it right now and put myself out of this misery. <laughs> um, all right, well, but just go up to the top if you're going to do that. Like, not... Because we're still at the... Oh, the, yeah. okay. Um, and uh, I'm glad you're not dead. 
I'm glad I'm not dead either. Thank you for jumping in. I really appreciate it. That's what friends do, right? Yeah. I appreciate all of you. Cool. Can I have that ale now? Yeah, here. Thanks. <laughs> no, wait, no, no. Do that again real quick. Uh. Oh! Oh! <laughs> For podcast listeners, Gwen handed up an imaginary drink, and then Caleb from the same space pulled up a beverage. This is the magic of live broadcast. There you go. Thank you. For all you people watching live, uh, I'm gonna turn to Blake as he's still uh, moping. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna go ahead and kick him in the shins. <laughs> Snap right. out of it! <laughs> we have things to do! Right. Right. Um. Are we heading back? Um, I don't know. Should we head back? Did we did we deal with the problem, or are we, like, have to wipe out more people? There's at least one more fishman out there. That's true. Um, but personally, I am feeling a little bit spent. Mm. So should we, like, row back to the, the fishing village and then go from there? Or should we, like, just rest up there and stay away from the ledge? Uh, what, do you, what do you think, Blake? Is how many more of them could there be? I mean, I only saw the one, but... I don't know how much better prepared we're going to be for them, but I think we might need to risk going back. Take care of the problem later. If they catch us in the boat with the way we are now, it's not going to be good. True. Fact. We should at least rest before going back. Alright. Alright. Cool. Let's do it away from the water's edge before, like, another harpoon hits me. Yeah, well, have to stay away from the ledge this time, I think. I think we should walk, uh, like, like, at least, like, ten minutes away from the water. Kind of lose our trail, if you know what I mean, hunter man. How heavy is the boat? Can we pick up the boat and take it with us? Between, Corey, between you, Blake, and Gwen, the boat really isn't that heavy. Like it's a, I mean, it's a flotation device made entirely of old wood uh, to get the purpose of floating. But for the three of you spreading weight across, especially with Gwen being able to kind of go underneath the midsection of the boat and hold it up uh, because of because of her size. It is actually very easy to be able to travel with this boat. Okay. All right. So let's pick it up. Put it on shore and go the F to sleep. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. And I think that is where we are going to call it for the evening uh, as, as we have hit our time spot. But I would like to say, first and foremost, thank you to everybody who came by and, and decided to watch the show. It's, it's been really cool. Thank you. 
Thank you, Deck of Many Things, for raiding us in the middle oh, of yeah, this hey, and bringing a bunch of people with you. That was super cool to see. So I just wanted to say, I wanted to say a, a special shout out to the Deck of Many Things. Thank you for for one being a really rad magic item that I hope my players never encounter, and two being a really awesome person and coming by with a lot of oh, it looks like Cyberwolf has already encountered his Deck of Many Things. So foot in my mouth, uh, but. <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you. Uh, thank you, everybody, once again, for coming out. Uh, if you missed any part of this podcast, I am going to be uploading the audio cast of this onto Anchor FM, which should distribute to all of the other podcasting applications tomorrow. And then on Wednesday, if you want to see these lovely faces as we go uh, with our with our regular stream, you can catch that on YouTube at YouTube slash Simple and Keen on Wednesdays. And then also on Wednesdays, I host another show called uh, High Concept, where I play video games for like an hour and a half, and then I make a D&D character based off of that. But you didn't come to this channel to just see me, even though I am the Dungeon Master. You came to see all of these other wonderful people as well. So, Caleb, where can we find you? What do you do? Hey, everybody. I am Justice on the interwebs. You can find me at rjustice282 on Twitter, where I tweet about nerdy things and some of my day-to-day, as well as rjustice282 on Twitch, but I don't stream that much because I'm normally at work. But when I do, it's probably like Monster Hunter or Rainbow Six. Hmm? All right, next up, Gwen, where can we find you? What do you do? Um, I'm LB, hack em up. I have a Twitter, I do this, and that's about it. <laughs> That's fair. You can tweet me. I might tweet you back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Corey, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, you can find me at DanaeKeener.com. I do drawings and commissions and also an adjacent art stream for this stream, uh, which you can find at uh, twitch.tv slash flailingwings underscore. Yes. All right. That's cool. Stuff. And last but not least, Blake, where can we find you? What do you do? Uh, hello, uh, I'm I'm Connor or Cyberwolf1201 on the internet. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Cyberwolf1201, as I keep frantically pointing at, uh, <laughs> where I post, I tweet about D and D and Critical Role and lots of shit posts because you know it's Twitter. It's fun. <laughs> uh, you can also find me here on uh, Twitch.tv/Cyberwolf1201, uh, where I play video games badly and talk about lore because that's pretty fun too. Um, on Saturdays right now, you can find me on Pro Restarters Twitch channel uh, where I play in another 5th edition campaign. Uh, you can also uh, check out Open 4 Adventure on Twitch uh, where I am helping with stuff behind the scenes. And yeah, cool stuff. The games are super fun, by the way. I, I definitely stopped in with the Pro Restarter game and, and threw bits at you guys for fun. You saved our ass. <laughs> it was a fun time! I don't want you guys to die! I'm invested now! And all of you viewers should be invested too because I don't really do anything Sunday mor or Saturday mornings when Cyber's streaming. So go and, and follow Pro Restarter because he's, he's a great guy and I hope to get him on the show sometime. Uh, but until next Monday... We will see you guys later. All right, everybody. Bye-bye.